MIDI Innovation Vault, the role of human factors in user interface design for medical devices. In this release of MIDI's Innovation Vault podcast series, listen to MIDI's principal, Gregory Montalbano, discuss and explore his deep understanding of the importance, requirements, and methods of human factors and usability engineering design innovation as related to the healthcare device industry. Greg will discuss in this podcast series the role of human factors engineering in medical device development as well as explore specific methods, techniques, and examples of implementation. He'll additionally cover the capture, documentation, and application of effective human factors engineering principles in the support of usability and regulatory requirements leading to the generation of safer and more effective medical devices. Series Podcast 1, Human Factors and User Interface Design for Medical Devices, The Overview. We are speaking with Gregory Montalbano. He's the co-owner and the director of MIDI Medical Product Development's Hardware and Software Human Factors Research and Design Team. Greg, for the listeners that might just be joining the podcast here in Season 3, can you provide some quick background on MIDI as well as yourself? Yeah, good afternoon, Matt. It's great speaking with you again, and I'd be happy to give the listeners a brief background. MIDI is a turnkey medical device development consulting firm that works with domestic and international clients, helping innovate new medical device platforms from early research and concept development to full engineering definition and commercialization design, all under our quality process of development DNA. So we work with startups and emerging companies all the way through to Fortune 500 organizations. And we have a multidisciplinary team who work together to generate innovative results within rapid timelines under stringent regulatory constraints. So our team of research, design, human factors, and engineering professionals cross-pollinate their disciplines to generate competitive differentiation for the client. As the listeners might have guessed today, I'll be covering development disciplines specifically related to MIDI's hardware and software human factors research and design team. So my personal background is in industrial design and human factors, and I've been leading MIDI's team for over 25 years, developing various medical devices, ranging from class one, two, and three, involving wearables, handheld, implantables, surgical, diagnostic, disposable, and large format imaging equipment. Thanks for that background, Greg. Human factors and user interface design for medical devices appears to be quite an extensive topic. Can you step the listeners through this series high-level topics that you'll be covering in each of Human Factors Engineering podcasts? Sure, Matt. In this first podcast for the series titled The Role of Human Factors in User Interface Design for Medical Devices, I will begin at a high level discussing with the who, what, when, where's, and why's of human factors engineering discipline and its importance in the development of medical devices. I'll also discuss specifics covering various facets, including regulatory on why human factors engineering is important to medical device development. And additionally, I will review specifics of human factors engineering and usability considerations involving three major components of a medical device development, which include the device users, device use environments, and device user interfaces. Greg, can you give listeners a a quick peek into the series follow-up podcasts? Yes. In the follow-up podcasts, I'll take a deep dive into specific verticals of human factors engineering as related to medical devices. So this series' second podcast is titled Understanding the FDA Perspectives on Medical Device Development, 
regulatory requirements, reasons, and benefits of human factors engineering and usability research. So in that podcast, I'll discuss why is the FDA concerned about human factors engineering and usability. Also, I'll touch on what is expected of medical device developers from the FDA. And I will review a specific medical device HFV example relative to hazards, risks, and the use-related causes. And our third podcast, that one's titled Human Factors Regulatory and Guidance Standards for U.S. Submission. So organizations, U.S. standards, specific device type standards, and international standards. So we'll be discussing the prominent regulatory and standards development organizations to focus on with regards to human factors engineering of medical devices. Also, general U.S. standards and device-specific U.S. standard documents and guidelines supporting human factors initiatives for medical devices. And lastly, I'll outline in that podcast international regulatory standards of human factors for medical devices, of which are recognized by the FDA and or the AMI, which is the Association for Advancements of Medical Instrumentation. And the fourth podcast is titled Recommended Principles and Practices of Human Factors Engineering, the deep dive into ANSI and AMI HE75 and methods for human factors usability research. So in that podcast, I'll discuss the HE75 human factors engineering design of medical devices and the recommended practices and specific research discipline methods. So we're going to discuss how the document provides the development teams with the guidance on human factors and usability engineering that's mandated by the FDA in the development of medical devices from concept through to commercialization. I'll also discuss how MIDI uses the HE75 guidelines and best practices within our quality management system to ensure that our clients' medical device programs consider all human factors and usability while providing the necessary design history file documentation required by the FDA. So the listeners will hear about MIDI's framework for performing medical device usability testing and studies during all stages of the product development process. And lastly, in that fourth podcast, I'll discuss the evaluation, measurement, and usability application for generating informed medical device definition insights that will lead to minimizing usability error and supporting a safe and effective medical device as part of MIDI's development DNA quality process of human factors engineering and design controls. Sounds like this will be a very detailed and informative series on medical device human factors and usability. So let's jump into our discussion on this series' first podcast subject of the human factors and user interface design for medical devices, the overview. Let's get into it. I'm going to start the podcast with a quote from the HE75 human factors engineering design of medical devices document, which is recognized as an industry standard best practice by the FDA. So human factors is the application of knowledge about human capabilities, such as physical, sensory, emotional, and intellectual, and limitations to the design and development of tools, devices, systems, environments, and organizations. So in other words, the discipline and process of human factors usability engineering is used to design a medical device's user interface. The user's interface includes all components with which the users will interact while preparing the device for use, like unpacking, setup, and calibration. 
using the device or performing maintenance such as cleaning, disinfection, replacement of battery, or making repairs. Interesting. I, I guess like most people, I think of ergonomics or human factors as the study of body measurements as related to the design of a device. Yes, Matt. Most people think of medical HFE or human factors engineering simply as traditional touchpoint design involving the ergonomic disciplines of anthropometrics, which is the science of human body size measurements and the proportions as they apply to a device. So medical device HFE developers know that there's a much deeper bench of numerous disciplines and methods required to design a medical device to be efficient, safe and effective, delivering the intended end result while meeting regulatory requirements. So there are numerous other disciplines to be addressed depending on the device classification under design controls, such as defining the medical device's user group, environment of use, application, locations, and conditions. Additionally, performing contextual immersion studies, voice of the customer interviews, formative and summative evaluation studies, and cognitive walkthroughs. Also, the practice of performing user-related risk analysis, risk evaluation, and risk control. So all the methods are implemented to support a quality design and development process. And in the introductory podcast of Medical Device HFE, we will take a focused look at the user interfaces whether hardware or software-based, so that the listener will have a greater understanding for the evaluation and design of the user interface elements for effective, safe, and regulatory-approved medical device success. Greg, can you talk about the role of human factors engineering regarding hardware and software user interfaces for medical device applications? Sure, Matt. The FDA states within its regulatory and guidance documentation that when applying human factors and usability engineering to medical devices, the user interface includes all points of interaction between the product and the user, including elements such as displays, controls, packaging product labels, and instructions for use. So the role of human factors engineering extends beyond the physical device design and should also effectively include all digital interfaces. So with the advent of software as a medical device, software and graphical user interfaces, also known as GUIs, are carrying out more medical functions without the need for actual hardware. So the majority of medical devices have displays, GUIs, and support mobile apps that are IoT enabled with cloud-based portal software. All of these applications need human factors engineering. One aspect to note is HFE consideration must also be applied to instructional materials such as operator manuals, user training manuals, or IFUs, which are the medical device's instruction for use documents. And additionally, considerations for packaging of medical disposables or devices need to be accommodated and designed for relative to their impact on usability as well as safety. Now, I see the usability and human factors engineering design does not just end at the physical device. With that said, what is the regulatory imperatives with regards to the application of human factors in medical device development? So that's that's a good question that can have a very long answer, but I'll try and be concise. So medical devices must be designed utilizing a well-planned usability and the human factors process of which is expected by the regulatory bodies, such as the FDA and IEC. 
So agencies such as these expect a robust design control process so that the results yield a safe and effective medical device through an advanced human factors and usability engineering process. So human factors engineering must be integrated into the overall risk management process to reflect safe and effective results. So at MIDI, we incorporate the HE75's best practices into our quality management system, also known as QMS, to ensure that our clients' medical device programs consider all human factors and usability criteria that impact user performance, comfort, safety, efficiency, and human error while providing the necessary design history file documentation required by the FDA. So I will get into quite a bit of detail on that subject of human factors engineering and regulatory in the next podcast of the series, which is titled Understanding the FDA Perspectives on Medical Device Development, Regulatory Requirements, Reasons, and Benefits of Human Factors Engineering and Usability Research. Greg, can you describe to the listeners the role a a human factor engineer has when developing a, a medical device? Yes, Matt. Our human factors engineers are one of our greatest assets in the medical device and development process. So MIDI's human factors team members work in collaboration with the client and their user group during the design and engineering of medical devices, services, and virtual environments, which optimize human safety and overall system performance by applying human factor engineering methods, principles, and data regarding the relationship between humans and their respective medical technology applications. Our human factors professionals work as part of MIDI's quality, regulatory and design and development team and interact and work cohesively with all product development team members, including the client, covering areas of research, marketing, engineering, design, quality, regulatory and clinical. Why is human factor engineering important to medical devices? For medical devices, The most important goal of the human factors and usability engineering process is to minimize user-related hazards and then confirm that these efforts were successful and users can use the device safely and effectively. Okay, so could you give the listeners some details of like specific beneficial outcomes of applying human factors and usability engineering to reduce hazards and risk? Sure, Matt. When applied correctly, human factors, engineering principles, and quality methods can yield easier to use devices, safer connections between device components and accessories, for example, power cords, leads, tubing, or cartridges, easier to read controls and displays, better user understanding of the device's status and operation, better user understanding of a patient's current medical condition, more effective alarm signals or easier device maintenance and repair, and reducing user reliance on user manuals as well as users need for user training and retraining. We also look to reduce risk of user error, to reduce risk of adverse events and reduce risk of product recalls. Now, I see you're drawing a direct correlation between the medical device and the device users. Can you break down the relationship of the user and device in more detail as related to human factors engineering? Yeah, glad to, Matt. It is paramount that the development teams observe, 
document and understand how users interact with their medical device and its technology. So MIDI places importance on studying how a device's design affects the interactions, relationships, and usage ceremony by leveraging the disciplines of human factors and usability engineering governed by a quality system and design controls that MIDI's development DNA process affords. So human factors and usability considerations in the development of medical devices involve three major components of a device user system. First is the device users. Second is the device use environment. And third are the device user interfaces. So the interaction among the HFE and user interface considerations within these three components must result in the device's design that is safe and effective for use. Greg, can you elaborate on the three major components of human factors and usability considerations that you just mentioned? Yeah. So device users are the first consideration to address. And as mandated by the FDA, the intended user group of a medical device should be able to use the device without making use errors that could compromise medical care or patient safety or user safety. So user groups can vary and they might not just be the patient. So depending on the specifics of the device and its application, the device user groups might be limited to professional caregivers, such as physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, occupational therapists, social workers, and home care aides. Other user populations could include medical radiology technologists or laboratory professionals. And device user populations might also include professionals who install and set up the devices and those who clean, maintain, repair, or reprocess them. So the users of some devices might instead be non-professionals, including the patients who operate the devices by themselves to provide self-care or alternatively family members who serve as caregivers to people receiving care in the home. This can also include parents who use the devices on their children or supervise their children to use the devices as well. So in consideration, human factors engineering study the ability of a user group to operate a medical device by observing, documenting, and designing for their professional characteristics. So some of those characteristics can include physical size, strength, and stamina, or physical dexterity, flexibility, and coordination. It can also include sensory abilities such as vision, hearing, tactile sensitivity, cognitive abilities, including memory, or mental conditions from which the device is being used, comorbidities, which is having multiple conditions or diseases. You need to consider literacy and language skills, general health status. Also, mental and emotional state is very important. Considerations of the level of education and health literacy is important as well, and general knowledge with particular or similar types of devices and the ability, willingness, and motivation to learn and adapt to a new device. That's a good deep dive on the device user. How about the device environment? Yes, the second consideration, which is equally important to address is the device environment. So the environments in which medical devices are used can include a variety of conditions that could define an appropriate user interface design for a medical device. 
So the medical devices that MIDI has developed in the past cover a variety of environments, including clinical environments and non-clinical environments. In some unusual use case studies, MIDI has designed medical devices to be used in uncontrolled environments in moving vehicles. So some examples I can give of environmental use conditions are an environment lighting level might be low or high, making it difficult to read a device's display or see its controls. Uh, alternatively, the ambient noise level might be too high, making it difficult for the user to hear the device's operations feedback like audible alerts or alarms, or even distinguish one device alarm from another. Uh, the environment setting may be full of clutter, the equipment or, or busy with other users and procedures making it difficult to maneuver in the space as well as providing distractions to the device user that could confuse or overwhelm them. And as I stated earlier, they could be used in a moving vehicle, subjecting the device and the environment and user to jostling and vibration, making it difficult for the user to interact or even read the display's graphical user interface or even perform fine motor controls. Wow, Greg. Designing life-saving equipment for use in a moving vehicle, I'm actually getting car sick just thinking about it. All joking aside, though, earlier you mentioned the third major component of human factors and usability consideration being the device user interface. Can you talk to us a bit on that? Yes, Matt. So the third component and consideration of human factors and usability is, as you said, the device user interface. This is a natural manifestation of the observations and data collected within the first two components. A medical device user's interface includes all points and elements of interaction between the user and the device. The user's interface might be utilized by the user during setup of the device, such as unpacking or setup or calibration or using the device itself. Additionally, we must consider the user who performs maintenance on the device, such as cleaning, replacing batteries or device parts. So some important aspects of the device user interface that would manifest from the data captured and documented during the device user and environmental studies would be things like the device's size and shape in particular for handheld and wearable device and disposables or elements that provide information to the user, such as indicator lights, displays, auditory or visual alarms, Another aspect would be graphical user interfaces of the device's software system. Also thinking about the cognitive logic workflow of the overall user system interaction, including how, when, and in what form the information or feedback is provided to the user. Other aspects would be the components of the device that the operator connects, positions, configures, or manipulates or user hardware components to control the device operation, such as switches, buttons, and knobs, or accessories and components that are applied or connected to the patient. And lastly, packaging and labeling, including operation instructions, training manuals, and other materials. Greg, that was a great overview on the role of human factors in user interface design for medical devices. What's next? Well, Matt, I'm looking forward to recording with you the next podcast in this series titled Understanding the FDA Perspectives on Medical Device Development, Regulatory Requirements, Reasons, and Benefits of Human Factors Engineering Usability Research. 
Well, I look forward to it as well. Thank you for your time today, Greg. Thank you, Matt. Thank you.